back here for another edition. I think it's episode three of Wild Files. Chris and Travis here with you. Uh, Travis, it's so exciting to hear about uh, these different uh, uh, things from our listeners. You know, we finally get kind of the meat and potatoes, if you will, of uh, of the, the down and gritty of the information available from our listeners that are coming in for the Wild Files. So I'm guessing we're going to be doing some more, huh? Yeah, we got a couple more. We're going to finish it off here um on this episode for the wild files but don't let that stop you from submitting your own story of the weird wild or wonderful or just interesting um you can do that by giving us a uh, excuse me giving us a call at 612-666-9453 that's 612-666-WILD or you can just email us your story or if you want to send us a kind of a voice memo you record on your smartphone we'd love to hear your own voice at this we actually have one of those coming up in a minute here chris um, but yeah, we want to we want to start building the queue for the next go round on the wild files, and uh, it's up to you guys to get us what you got. So um, yeah. let us have it. Yeah, we're we're excited. We've had some great submissions. We're excited to see if we get some more in. Uh, so make sure to uh, send those our way, and uh, we'll get them piled up and ready for uh, between the upcoming five and six seasons. Uh, which uh, speaking of season five coming up just around the corner, we're uh, working on the uh, layout, and hopefully in the next few weeks you'll be hearing uh, uh, episode one, a season uh, five coming your way. Yeah, in just a little bit. But uh, Travis, uh, do we have anything to, to wrap up, clean up? Of course. We're, we're kind of uh, going through these wildfowl episodes. Did, was there anything we needed from the last episode to, to recap on? Or are we ready to move on to this one? Uh, I, I do have some follow up, as a matter okay. of fact. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. We released the episode last uh, episode two there. Not long after, got an email from a friend of the show, Chuck Schultz. Chuck. And Chuck, not ha- I mean, this, this man has the answers to all the questions, Chris. <laughs> He, I think we threw out two scenarios, and I think the email just said, Travolta, call me. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I remember so, seeing that. <laughs> and, and I got I got busy with checking it and giving me a shout. And he had a little bit to say on, on we referenced Travolta, and then obviously the Steven Spielberg connection. And, and why, why Quincy? Why out of all the places is Quincy mm-hmm. kind of was the little almost hub there? And Chuck got to talking, and he said a lot of that, specifically for Spielberg and Travolta, I guess they, both of them at one point, lived in like the New York area, in the Hamptons, but they did a lot of business in L.A. So if you're flying cross-country, Quincy's a great place to stop, because you can land about any plane here, you can get in and out real fast, you can have a little lunch there if you need to, boom, you're in and out. So apparently, it's a popular place for a lot of people that are flying across country, whether that be a celebrity or otherwise. So I thought, like, boy, it makes a lot of sense. It's pretty simple. But he had a few a uh, few stories, which he could probably tell better himself, and maybe he will here down the road, about, uh, you know, <laughs> I think uh, he referenced Al and Tipper Gore and the Spielbergs were, were close, and he was talking to, uh, I think, Al or Tipper at one point. And Quincy came up because of, uh, it's just funny, these little Quincy connections that he, he always has great stories about. So I appreciate that kind of little more peek behind the curtain on why that is the case, on why you know, Quincy's a popular place there, air flying-wise. Um, and then we had the origin story, potentially, of the Levy Walker last Wildfile episode. Right. And... Chuck knew that knew the answer to that too. What? He's like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah. That was uh, that <laughs> that was uh, that was Doc Francis Powers. 
He was a dentist. He's a dentist. I think he might still be alive. He'd be old, real old right now. Um, and I don't know if he's even around locally anymore. But apparently, uh, yeah, I think in uh, I, he gave me the year. I, I did a little digging, but I don't have the year. But sure enough, at a river camp, he caught two kids vandalizing his camp. And one of the kids shot him like multiple times in the face. Shot the doctor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my. And he lived. He went on to live. And uh, I, I think he had, he either lived or is continuing to live a you know fairly productive life, all things considered. But uh, there's quite a lot of information in the in the papers on that. And uh, it, whether he was the the legitimate source of the Levy Walker or not, yeah. boy, I think it was in uh, either 91, 92, 93, maybe or really, it might have even wow. been later. I, I'll have to double back and check my facts. But still. Wow. But uh, yeah, I think it was actually a little later. I think, but it it brings up a good question of of is this guy so darn good that he's still alive, but yet he is haunting the levees north of Quincy? I mean, that's skill right there. I mean, yeah, I, I you know I I don't know I don't have a lot of answers, but it was it was just so funny that he had a name just chucked throughout yeah. the name just like it was it was it's like nothing like it, you know anytime we have a question we need to just email Chuck and he, yeah. he, the guy knows everything it's crazy we'll we'll know it yeah, yeah so no, well, we, well thanks Chuck for reaching yeah, out yeah it was funny that. we we got the message from him and it was just and I I sent I I think it was an email we got and he, I just sent it to Travis like hey check this out and it was like call me it's like <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, Oh man, no, uh, so funny how those things work. Well, thanks Chuck for that, and of course, thanks to everybody else for submitting their stuff. What about this week? Do we do we have a we have some new ones? I'm guessing we're we're here talking about it, right? Yeah, I'm excited. This week we have, like I said in the beginning here, we have the story in the person's own voice. So this is an anonymous submission. Um, we're gonna keep. I, I might know the person behind the mirror, but we're gonna keep it uh, keep it low key here. But this is an interesting story that beckons back to our Ghost Hollow Road story, Chris. Okay, and this is their own personal experience, and who better than to talk about it than the the source themselves? So we're gonna play that for you right now. Let's do it. Hey, Chris. Hey, Travis. Got a uh, fun story for you on the paranormal. Uh, I guess ghost whatever you want to call it, side, uh, definitely strange. And, uh, you know, back at least 15 years ago when I was in high school, I had a a teacher who kind of started telling us uh, Quincy uh, related lore and ghost stories and things things of that nature. And uh, one of the things he told us was about a house over in the Ghost Hollow area that uh, called the disappearing house is is the term I remember. I, it might have the the lore might have an official name, but um, anyway, the disappearing house is a house that there used to be a house that sat back off the road, and uh, it it burnt. I believe it burned down. I think that was a story. There was a fire. Um, it burned, and it had to be um, you know fully demolished and removed. Uh, but the story goes that you can still see the silhouette of the house or the outline of the house. Um, at times, and when you try to shine your headlights on it or you get out to investigate, the house isn't actually there. Uh, so we thought this would be fun to go explore in high school. You know, we were always looking for a reason to you know, get scared or to uh, just go snoop around somewhere. <laughs> so we decided to go check this out that night. So a friend of mine was driving. It was just the two of us. We went out there, and we were driving down this road, 
and there were very few houses on the road. It's, it's kind of a creepier road. There's partially tree cover on it, and then the rest of it is basically farmland. And then uh, there were a few houses at the time, no more than four, maybe not even, maybe three. I, I can't recall exactly, but uh, very few houses. And uh, so there was a lot of space between the houses. Anyway, we're, we're driving down, and we don't see anything spectacular, uh, which is... You know, kind of where my expectations were because we're looking for a house that <laughs> isn't there and doesn't exist. So we we go back to school and we're like, hey, we went to try to check it out. Couldn't see anything. Uh, had a good laugh and, and called it that. Well, we decided that after that we were like, well, maybe we should go give this another fair chance and go check this out. So uh, it was kind of fun. The road was dark and kind of creepy and... So it was fun to go do anyway. So we went back out, and we're driving down this road again late at night, and we get closer to the end of the road, and there's one less house that night than the night before, and I specifically remember this because the house that, that there was one house that had no exterior lighting on it. So essentially we just saw the silhouette of the house. Um... Or the outline and uh, I remember this house on the left side of the road and it sat pretty far back off the property but uh, nothing stood out to me the first night just because I it there was a house there and it was just a house there's nothing spectacular about it other than it didn't have exterior lights well that house was not there this night and so that really I was like wow that is bizarre I think we might have seen the disappearing house the first night. I think we, maybe what we saw was the silhouette of this house that isn't actually there. And here we are tonight and there's no house. So that was pretty wild. Uh, definitely gave me <laughs> some goosebumps and, and surprised me uh, that, you know, maybe we saw this thing. So, you know, we go back to school and we're like, holy, holy crap, we think we saw this house. Um, you know, it wasn't there when we went back. Uh, pretty wild stuff. And, uh, so, you know, our teacher was like, wow, that's pretty, that's cool, that's funny, uh, weird stuff, and we didn't really think much more about it, and we moved on. And then we decided, uh, at some point, I don't think it was the next day, but at some point we decided, hey, let's, let's go back out there and check this thing out again and see if we can, uh, you know, maybe we can see this house, and then we can see it disappear in one night uh and that would really help confirm you know what we saw or didn't see and so we go back out and we're driving uh down this road and you know the house i'm pretty sure we can see the house up and to the left it's extremely dark out but uh but you know you it's like oh i think something's there and and possibly our eyes are playing tricks on us but i was pretty convinced there was something there as we get up to it, there's this little, there's kind of like an inclined, uh, just a dirt, grass, almost like kind of like a driveway um, up to that property where the house sits back on. And we kind of get up to it, and, and my friend's driving, and I'm like, hey, just turn in here real quick and shine your lights that way. And so kind of turn the car uh, and pull up in there, and, and our lights, you know, light up the back of that uh, open field area, and there's absolutely nothing there. Uh, so that was kind of weird. We were like, well, let's loop back around and see if we can, as we're approaching, if we can see this structure. 
Um, so we, we turn off the road and we loop back around and as we're coming down the road we're going basically at a you know pretty idle speed pretty slow just looking around in the fields and uh, we're not quite far enough down the road yet to where this disappearing house allegedly is um, but all of a sudden out of nowhere is a loud just revving of an engine it sounds like a massive like pickup truck is just right on top of us to the point where it's both of us heard it and we you know it startled us jumped in our seat and kind of turned around and look out the back window expecting to see somebody you know in their pickup truck uh you know right on our tail like having us get out of the way and uh and there was nothing behind us nothing in front of us couldn't see anything in the glow of our taillights or you know in the headlights there this road is is pretty secluded there's no roads running parallel to it um and it's not near any major roadway where you know like a semi could be you know engine braking or something and uh and there's the section we were at there's not again there's not many houses here so there's not a house right where we are where someone's you know testing out a race car <laughs> engine like a, a dirt track car engine or something in their garage at midnight um nothing like that so that but it, I, I mean i can't stress enough that this this was like very startling it was so loud uh like to the point of like wow I, I, that hurts my ears and it felt like it was right on top of us you could physically feel the you know the noise and something so loud you can kind of feel it vibrating and and that's exactly what happened and uh but they're like we couldn't see anything so we're like we got to get out of here so we took off and left and and we're like yeah that's we're not going back we're not interested because that, that was pretty creepy and um so you know the next when we get to school the next day we're like uh hey you know we went back out to see the house uh, we think we saw it, and then, but we turned up and it disappeared. And we were getting ready to tell tell our teacher about how you know we looped back around, and then we heard this car and had this bizarre experience with that. And uh, and it, and he cuts us off. He's like, "Oh, I, I have another good story about that area since you guys have been out there a few times." And he proceeds to tell us a story uh, that he's heard other people talk about with a with people hearing a vehicle revving its engine at them while they're on that road with no vehicle nearby or in sight. Uh, so he told us that before we could tell him our experience, which just really absolutely you know, freaked me out, honestly, because uh, I was like, wow, so other people have experienced this. Uh, he didn't know we had experienced that when he told us that. Um, so that was, you know, pretty, pretty affirming to me that, you know, we experienced something, uh, odd to say the least. And that we really, you know, the two of us weren't totally tripping, um, that we actually did hear that. So that, that was actually even spookier or, um, spookier or creepier with, uh, the, to me than the, than the, disappearing house just because you know we knew the story of the disappearing house ahead of time in the dark your eyes can play tricks on you that kind of thing I, all that stuff personally i felt like i could write off um sitting sitting today and looking back i kind of go man that maybe we did see the disappearing house maybe that's a thing i don't really know what i believe in that 
uh, but I absolutely know I heard that that car and then to to be told the story to hear the story the first time after we've experienced before we've told anybody the story that is that was pretty wild so that's my ghost hollow area uh you know creepy story uh you know i'm curious to see and to hear if you guys have heard any any part of that from other people or uh you know if anybody else has had similar experiences wow okay so what do you think about that that, chris wow (laughs) that's all i'm sitting here saying is wow um it kind of, uh, you know, we've talked about it. I don't know. Well, let me start. Let me just start over because I'm flabbergasted right now. You've brought up some of these stories before. Was this the same person when we talked about the Levy Walker or about the Ghost Hollow Road? Was this is this the same story or is this from a different source? This is one of the sources. There were multiple sources. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but, so we may, is it confirmation or is this all, has this, I mean, is there other sources saying that this this uh, disappearing house is... No, nobody seen? seems to have the 100% agreed upon location. Okay. So the location that we checked out when we did the episode was indicative of this source. Mm. Um, and that's kind of okay. where we based our, I guess, search area, if you will. Sure. And mm-hmm. and again, the if you haven't listened to our, our Levy Walker, not Levy Walker, but listen to that too. If you haven't listened <laughs> to our Ghost Hollow Road episode... I go back and we talk a little bit about how the landscape has changed a bit since uh, this person had their uh, experience. So it may not be apples to apples 100% anymore. So, you know, the other part about this that I um, am curious about is, and and this is the one that we talked about as well, was going back and talking about the... um, with the 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 semi truck or the the loud tractor, you know, uh, whatever it was, a truck, semi truck, whatever it was, but some sort of loud noise that was uh, coming after that, you know, he or they were um, in this area like the third night in a row or something, wasn't it? The third night that they heard this semi truck that was that was behind them. It seemed like it's right behind it, them. Yeah, it was definitely one of the the follow up. I think it was the third visit. Um, yeah, I know, you know, we, that, that topic came up when we were investigating and you had a good point about potential of Jake breaking on that highway there and yeah. how the sound may bounce off, but it almost sounds like it was way more intense than that, yeah. um, in the story that we just heard. So I, I don't know exactly how to parse that 110%. Um, I mean, terrifying, <laughs> I mean, to be chased by some unseen, you know, mach- you know, truck or some kind of machine that's. That's uh, that's wild. I mean, I'm, just... I'm curious. I'm very curious about who the teacher was that was that was instructing these students about the or giving information about these to these students because uh, that seems like a pretty cool teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, would, I would like to be in that class, uh, whoever that teacher was uh, that gave that information away. So, but yeah, very cool story. Finally, it's very cool to hear a first person account of that. Yeah, stuff. And, yeah, and to that point on on the the car thing or the following mm-hmm. truck. I believe in in the the story. I mean, they he gave confirmation of of that that potential stories of hearing something follow you, un, being unaware of their own experience of that happening. So that's that's pretty wild. If you go back and listen to that, there was almost a validation of their experience before they shared what they experienced oh, in that right. vehicle behind them. Yeah, which is like, ooh, boy, that's interesting. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that's like. Boy, he didn't know we were gonna. <laughs> that happened to us, and here he just yeah. like says it happens sometimes. Laid it out, yeah. So well, I mean, I, 
I will point out, and you know, I always going to play devil's advocate. Oh, sure. I mentioned this. I may have been on the Patreon side, so I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it again. The the hill, if you're not familiar, I'm sure most of you are. Goes taller roads, real close to 172, and it's that when you come out of 96 and you're going south towards Hannibal, you go up this huge hill, and it doesn't seem huge to if you're in a regular car. <clears throat> But if you're in a tractor trailer and going up that hill or down that hill, it is actually a very tough hill for tractor trailers that are fully loaded. So, like, for example, you know, I, I drive a truck and uh, I've been up that uh, that hill many times. And so if I have a fully loaded tractor trailer, like, I'm usually doing about, you know, I started that hill about 69 or 68. By the time I'm at the top of that hill, I'm usually at around 50. So I yeah. lose that much speed because I, I, of going up that hill. So it is a very steep hill. So coming down that hill on the flip side of it, and I'm, I was actually kind of uh, like, well, cool, she knows what she's talking about or, or whoever it was knows what she's talking about, uh, is that going down the hill, um, it, it's, it's, uh, she mentions Jake break, um, but going down the hill, that's what would happen is if you got a lot of speed going on, you hit that Jake brake and it, it's an engine retarder and it, it, it retards the engine. So you, it gets really loud. That's when, you know, you hear those trucks go, right, right. right. That's the engine brake that's, that's hitting. So, um, so I can say that that hollow is exactly what it is, is a hollow. So uh, to have that, that sound going up that area, going straight into that area because you're coming down that hill uh, is, is a possibility. But again, from what they were saying, it, with the intensity of what the sound was, it's almost hard to believe it would actually be coming from the interstate. So I don't know. I, I, I you know, devil's advocate, but yeah, but still yeah. interesting that it's that loud for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'd encourage anybody else who has their own personal experience in that area, please let us know about it. We'd love to hear more. Um, you know, I, I saw something related to the Ghost Hollow area that. You know, it, it's not a fact. It's not. A, it's just an observation. Maybe it was a coincidence, but it really set my imagination going. It was on, I believe it was on the If You Grew Up in Quincy, Illinois Facebook page, which always has such interesting material on there. Sure. There was a picture of the Jesus tree. Remember, everybody remembers the Jesus tree, right? In, in, uh, mm-hmm. in uh, was it Calvary Cemetery? What's, yeah, I think it was yeah. Calvary uh, Cemetery. Yeah, Calvary. One off 18th there, yeah. Yep. Well, you know, it, it came and it went, and the tree is no longer there. But right in the same post, there was a picture of the Jesus tree. And then in the comments, there was the carving of one of those statues. It's in the grotto area at Ghost Hollow. Mm-hmm. And I just got to thinking, I'm like, holy crap. They're not implying that that statue was carved out of that tree, were they? Oh, wow. That's deep. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't, and I don't know, but I, there was no text or any other correlation there in the comments. It was the, it was the picture of the Jesus tree. And the first post was the photo of one of the, uh, the statues that resides there in that little grotto area. Mm. And I'm just thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like probably overanalyzing, but what if, what if one of those are, I'm going to put this out to our listeners and anybody else. What do you know? Is there any connection there? Is that statue, is it carved from the remnants of the Jesus tree? Because that would be an interesting connection. If that would was. be an interesting connection. I highly doubt that's the case, but yeah. it was just so strange to see those two images in such a juxtaposition. Which, uh, and you, you real quick, by the way, let me point this out because I know I didn't bring it up on our regular uh, Wild Quincy, right. but it was uh, brought up on the Patreon. So uh, subscribe to Patreon. There's my shameless plug. Uh, but uh, I did have an experience there where I did see one of those Jesus statues moving when I drove by it one day. Yeah, you 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 believe that you saw some kind of movement. Yeah. 
he was flattened or swatting a fly away. I swear to you. What, when, anyway. where, refresh my memory. Was this in the daytime and nighttime? When yeah, was it was daytime. It was in like, the daytime. I was just like driving down the hill and it was just like, like you could see the statue on the left hand side because I was going down the hill and it was like, I was like double taked. I was like, wait, that statue was just moving. Like its hand just moved. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So uh, catch oh, that on boy. our Patreon side if you want to hear the rest of that. I story. don't know if That's... we're done with Ghost Hollow. I think we may have to head back there, Chris. Keeps we'll keeps coming back. That's well, the levy of... too. That in the levy. Yes. Yes. So speaking of coming back, let's come back with another one. You got something else to to get us a uh, get us a uh, get us a little taste of something else? I do. This is an interesting story. This was uh, submitted to us in a message. Oh, about, about a year ago. From an Ariel, uh, we'll go with just Ariel, who sent this. And it's a, so it goes like this. She says, just saw somebody post this, never heard of it, sounds like something completely made up, but I thought I would pass it on, you never know. And this was copied and pasted from a, a website. And it's it's story, and I don't know if it's a, it's a true account or just an account, but it, here's what it is, and you know, take it for with a grain of salt. But it's called, When the Leaves Whistle. Quincy, Illinois is a picturesque river town on the Mississippi River. It holds many secrets buried beneath in its old streets. Her name is Canny. This is her story. In 1889, Canny was working in a factory near her home. She was 11 years old. She would wake up at 4 a.m., work 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., six days a week. It was a hard life, to say the least. Canny had learned to live inside her mind. This helped her deal with the circumstances of her life. Many evils lurked in the dark spaces around Quincy. Canny lived at the corner of 7th and Kentucky. Halfway down the block was the church she attended. On the side of the church sat a very large tree. Canny lived a limited existence. She worked four blocks away. Twenty-one people lived in her home. She had a very tiny room in the attic in the front of the house. She did have her own window, though. She only had one friend, and his name was Woody. It's a silly name, but her only friend was a big tree in the churchyard. She never climbed this tree out of respect. Every day, no matter what, what the weather was doing, she would sit and visit with Woody, her very best friend. Her only friend. Many nights, her father and grandfather had to carry her home because she would fall asleep under the big tree. Her grandfather was a superstitious man, he remarked on many occasions, It looks like that big tree is protecting her. It's an odd sight indeed. It surely is. At the beginning of 1889, strange things started happening to young girls that worked in the factories. Someone would kidnap them after work, keep them for a few weeks, then let them go. It was very odd that this person would let them go, but that's not all. He would cut off both their hands at the wrist. Then he would remove their tongues. Why would this sick individual do these strange things, but let the girls live? This person also attended to their wounds, so they, would, so they would live. It perplexed everyone in Quincy. It was a great mystery, a sick, grotesque, unnatural, vicious crime. One day, Canny asked Woody why this individual was doing these things. It's guessed that Woody did not answer her question. The next day after work, Canny went to the police department she told the amused desk sergeant the answer in which everyone was asking. The sick individual does these things because the girls can never identify him. This simple, in-your-face answer intrigued the town. 
Canny became someone noticed for the first time in her life. Unfortunately, the sick individual took notice of Canny as well. This individual watched Canny for a few weeks. Then one morning, Canny was gone. Her attic room window had been removed, and the individual took her in the middle of the night without a sound. Two weeks later, Canny was found sleeping underneath the tree. Her tongue removed, her hands removed, and so were her eyes. Unfortunately, Canny died a few weeks after her return. Every day she visited her best friend. Her last days on this earth, she was found far up in the tree on a strong branch. Canny had died. Above her, carved into the trunk of the tree, was this. Canny and Woody, best friends forever and ever. 1889. Today, Canny's house still exists. The old church still exists. Woody still exists. Many carvings were discovered under the carving from 1889. No names, just 18 inscribed years, the last being 1975. In 1975, a young woman 18 years old died in a mysterious tragic accident while at work. Uncannily, she worked in the same factory as Canny, lived in the same house Canny had, and she had the same room as Canny. Coincidence? Maybe. Do be the judge. Or maybe you can just ask Woody for the answer. What do you think about that story, Chris? Wow. How is this not a full episode? Um, <laughs> that's my first question. What do you think? Any chance this is real? The, well, I mean, it wouldn't take much to go probably searching and find yeah, the answer yeah. to that question. Uh, so let me ask that. Have you gone searching no. and looking for that answer to no, that No, I, I, my, my, uh, my belief is this is probably just a generic story that gets customized to specific yeah. areas. Um, yeah. There's been the, a few of these make the rounds in the past on these old like stories. There's this one story. Mm-hmm. About a, a a kid who got, goes missing, but they can hear his voice in the ground in like a hole, and it fades away. And if you do like some detective work, some people list it as being in Quincy, some people list it as another town. It's like I think it's mm. one of these stories. You know how we talked about the old stories in the newspapers and how you know they had to fill legends. space, had to fill some space, yeah. customize some some crazy stories, and make it your own. It has a sense of that to me. I've never heard about any kind of crime spree where women. Yeah hands and eyes were getting tongues were cut out um, that would that would still be around today honestly i mean the, the that story would stick I, that would be one of those stories that would stick for you a long think. time you would think yeah. I, so. I yeah i'm you know what maybe i'm wrong I, I i would love to be wrong prove me wrong quincy um but that's i kind of want you to be wrong i, I kind of actually want you to be wrong because that's be a wrong. pretty bad 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 eye on quincy to have this serial killer well actually it wasn't a killer but it's uh you know uh, you know this person doing these serial mutilators yeah just yeah yeah lord so but uh yeah who knows but yeah maybe it's a worth a little trip down uh, archive lane to see if there's any stories that relate to that uh, time frame for 1890s quincy uh, to see if that happens, but uh, yeah, interesting story. Uh, what was the name? Who, who 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 provided that again? Ariel provided that. Ariel. Yeah, we'll All go. Right. Ariel, well, thank you, Ariel. Ariel P. We'll say. And right. uh, yeah, that was a great message we got again. It, it's called "When the Leaves Whistle." You can actually track that down if you Google it. Um, but 
whether it's true or not, boy, it's a fun story, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty intense story. <laughs> a little so. little heavy, a little heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, anyway, well, that's a, a look at the wild files for for this uh, week. Uh, for you Patreon fans out there, we will be having uh, another Patreon a wild, wild file, not wild files. Uh, how about an after hours coming your way uh, in uh, coming up next week? So be listening for that. And then season five of Wild Quincy just around the corner. Uh, so be. Uh, listening yeah, to that. Yeah, we're about well. what? 90 90% baked on that, you think? Yeah, it looks like, like about 95% yeah. now. So, yeah, Just we're getting we're getting pretty much lined up, so it looks good. Got some good, good stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. Some stories that we're not super familiar with, but we got a lot of yeah. good sources and uh, yeah, I think everybody's going to learn a lot. So I actually, with looking at the list, I had to say, Travis, who's that? I know, <laughs> so, I know, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, so looking forward to that. That'll be coming your way coming up here in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, again, thank you for all your submissions. Keep submitting them. Yes, please. Uh, we talked about those before, so you can uh, send those to us uh, by any of those means. So check us out on Facebook. Uh, send us a message. Uh, say hi or uh, stop by our Patreon and uh, listen to some uh, After Hours episodes uh, to get you tidied up until season five yeah, don't forget free, right. tr- free trial on the patreon side now guys yeah. so if you've been on the fence about joining now is a great time to give it a give it a whirl there you go well travis uh that's all i got you got anything else you know i'll, I'll tease a few things um ran into an on and off wild thing uh recently and had some interesting bigfoot related news oh um, I don't know. There may be a second Bigfoot episode sometime in the future. We'll be this season. <laughs> but, uh, man, I'm hearing... Don't get him on that train again. I'm hearing there's some crazy reports within the last year at uh, Siloam Springs. Mm. Um, and even yeah. some down kind of uh, south of Pittsfield. So, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to get the feelers out and see what I can find. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> so we'll I'm intrigued. See if that happens. All right. Well, we uh, appreciate you guys listening to us. We'll be back uh, next week for your Patreon fans. We'll be back in a few weeks for the season five premiere of Wild Quincy. All right. For Travis and Chris, uh, you've been listening to The Wild Files. We'll catch you guys next time. Take care, everybody.